right, I've got Frosty Beadle with me, drummer from the band, the prog band Life Signs. It's really nice to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us, Frosty. Well, thanks for having me. How are you right. doing today? Having a nice cup of tea? I'm having a nice cup of tea. Uh, I've managed to avoid snowball fights. Have uh, you got snow? We had snow this morning. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. We but didn't have much. Now. No. Well, I mean, it's winter. We're meant to have snow. I know, we are. There was only like a little sprinkling, a handful, if that, this yeah. morning in, in Northampton. Um, let's have a bit of a chat about, well, first of all, before we talk about Life Signs and yeah. your single release that's coming out um, 6th of March, isn't it, Impossible? That's let's right. Let's kind of go back, because I've been reading about your amazing career and all of the things that you've done and all the, the artists that you've been out on tour with and played drums with. And um, it seems really exciting, actually, your life. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I guess I've been very blessed um, to have been around at a time when the music industry uh, has been alive and kicking, mm. uh, the live music scene um, 20 or 30 years ago um, was probably a little bit more, more happening then than there probably is now. Lots of different artists um, coming over from America and basically I, I did my stint um, in Cutting Crew for about six years and then when I left Cutting Crew um, I basically um, turned to being a freelance musician and um, I had quite good qualifications. People knew who I was. It's, it's about meeting people, knowing people, as well as being able to play uh, and do a job. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's just basically been been my career. And for the last twenty years, um, I've been fortunate enough to have a, a West End show. So I've played at um, Mamma Mia. In so the you West like End Abba then? Yeah, actually, uh, people said to me, how can you do something the same for 20 years? And actually, I, I think ABBA are great. I love yeah, ABBA. You... And I'm not just saying that. I think they write, they, they wrote or have written, uh, if it's the correct English, <laughs> uh, some really good quality uh, pop songs. Oh, of course uh, they have. Uh, you know, so absolutely it's, it's timeless like, classics, aren't they? Timeless classics. Yeah, Feel-good songs. Uh, Everybody knows the songs. That's right. Talk to anyone uh, of any age and they will have heard an ABBA song. So well, that must be a real privilege uh, to do uh, that. Um, yeah, I mean, we have we have people coming from far and wide to, to see the show, and they keep coming back in their droves. And we have some people. Uh, we had one gentleman who who came from Japan, and he actually saw 110 shows. Really, that's that's very you know that is a diehard fan, isn't it, Mamma Mia? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to hand it to him. You start uh, yeah. to give him free tickets, bring his well, mates along. Yeah, so it's been. It's, it's, I've had a very, um, as you as you point out, yeah. a very varied kind of um, musical career. And, and it's all uh, different genres and styles of music, then, isn't it? I mean, you've played with the likes of yeah. Boy George, Majur, yeah. Sinead O'Connor, Kiki yeah. D, um, Jason Donovan as well. And you sort of toured around the world numerous times, haven't you? Um, I have. Uh, when, uh, when I was seventeen, I was uh, fortunate enough uh, my first professional job was um, as a musician on uh, a cruise ship. And it's called the, Q called the QE2. It's coming to retirement now, but the QE2 mm. was quite famous. And one of the things you had to be able to do, however, was read music. My parents gave me so much support. You came from a real musical family, didn't you? Well, I did, yeah. Was um, it, um, you started playing drums at quite an early age? I was nine, nine. years old, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, it was just something that happened. I used to... Slap my knees, playing along mm. to drummers, and mm. um, next thing I knew, I was kind of encouraged to 
to have a go at this, yeah. and um, it just um, it was just something I fell in love with. So it's something I you just always one, wanted to do. You know, it, yeah. I mean, once mm. I started playing, I mean, yeah. I had all the love and support from from my family that you could ever wish for. That's lovely, isn't it? In that respect, yeah. Um, I used to go playing in pubs and clubs when I was about twelve, and I used mm. to have a special dispensation, a license. It was a piece of paper with a license from the education authority which actually allowed me to go playing in pubs and clubs. Oh, because you were so young. Because I was underage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, in those days, uh, going back a few years now, um, uh, every pub and every club had an organist and a drummer. So, and that's how I kind well, of That's a really good experience, through. isn't it? Because you're really getting yeah. to know how it works. You're working with different crowds, well, different people. <laughs> that's right. It's like anybody who learns to yeah. play a musical instrument. Yeah. There's, there's no better way to learn than to actually go out and, and, and play with friends or people yeah. or do gigs. Um, yeah. Because it's all about listening and reacting to what's going on around you. And particularly with drumming as well, with, with the style. Cause, because you've played with so many different artists, you've sort of had this pop career and you can also read as well, obviously, as a drummer too, yeah. which isn't, you know, some drummers can't, they don't have that either, do they? don't have that as another skill well, set. So that was one of the things that my parents insisted that I do, was I had some kind of tuition and, mm. and be able to read. And yeah. it's helped, yeah, of course it's helped my sure. career. It, it's everything I do, uh, if you get called in to do a session somewhere, then you get you get the music in front of you, and ten minutes later the red light can go on, and you're and, good to uh, go. You've just expected. Uh, you're good to go, yeah. yeah. And some of that reading is not just reading; um, it's also interpreting mm. the music because some some drum music is actually quite scant. It's a bit it, there are just kind of a few uh, pointers in some drum music. Some is not specific, so you have to kind of just use your experience. And, mm. uh, do you have um, a well? Indeed, you know. Do Do you have like a favourite kit, or are you endorsed by anyone? Um, I've been endorsed by several companies in the past. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, I've been having a bit of a flirtation with a company called Natal, and they're actually based in Milton Keynes, which isn't far from. No, that's quite leaving. close, isn't it? It's um, close to us as uh, well. Uh, yeah, and they make great drums. Um, and symbol uh, um, wise, I used to have various endorsements. But at the moment, um, I don't have an endorsement with anybody symbol-wise, but I've got... Not yet, loads, loads, but loads soon. Of but <laughs> but so, some, sometimes it's actually nice to be able to use what you want Yeah, what you're comfortable with, you know, the different sounds, I suppose, for the different yeah. kind of style. That's right, as opposed to kind of uh, being told by a particular company that you have to play this particular... Yeah. Do you, um, do you have lots of drum kits at home? Um, I've got seven. Seven. Three or, three or four more in storage. And I, <laughs> wow. And I have about um, 12 different snare drums and uh, a wall full of cymbals. Oh, my goodness. My husband would be so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stuff that I've amassed over the years. I mean, yeah. I've, I've said goodbye to, but uh, some of the things. I do actually still have a drum kit, which I had when I was 15. Well, you can never sell that. You can't, can no. you? You just have to keep no. it. So when you started this brilliant band then, Life Signs, how did yeah. that come about? Because you've been with the band from the outset, haven't you? I know it's had different band uh-huh. members, um, but yeah. you, you know, you're the solid drummer. You've been there from the start. So, yeah, how well, did that come about? Well, it was basically the brainchild of my friend uh, John Young. Um, 
Now, John Young um, played uh, with Cutting Crew in a rehearsal one day. We got together and um, I played in uh, a band he had called the John Young Band. And then uh, John just got this idea of putting something new together. So there was me, John, and a bass player called Nick Beggs, who used to play with Kagajuju. Oh, yeah. And we were the original members of, of Life Signs. And that was the first Life Signs album. And who came up with the name? Life Signs, I think we kind of all came up with the name. It was, yeah. We had like a short list of names. And um, it's always very, very difficult when you're trying to find something to name a band. Mm. And you, kind of, you kind of have to choose a name which you hope reflects what the band is about um, and the band, if it has any ideals and the music behind the band. Yeah, so is that um, sort of about these ideas that you have concepts or stories behind the songs and yeah, that kind of, of thing? I mean, it, it's meant to be uplifting and, and positive and uh, uh, we're not dark, we're, we're more light than dark. You are actually, um, yeah, definitely, because normally sort of the prog sound is synonymous with these lengthy tracks which indeed you do have and of course yeah. like the complex rhythms as well but sometimes they can be quite moody can't they they can Whereas, I mean, yeah, yeah your albums they're yeah they're much more i don't want to say poppy but but lighter aren't they sort of catchy very no, mel we, melodic we, perhaps we, is the right word yeah. yeah you'll be like poppy i mean the thing is yeah we, we'd like we'd like to think there's something in the life science music for everybody, um, I mean, okay, it gets um, it gets different tags. We've been called classic rock, we've been called poppy, we've been called progressive. Um, but really, the idea is just to make music. And and as you as you've pointed out and, and you've seen, is that we try to get melody and keep melody in the music, um, and that's really kind of a very strong thing. We don't just go on a on a twelve minute adventure. No. No, it, yeah, there's definitely that light, lighter side, and it really sort of draws you in. And I think, you know, particularly if we talk about Impossible, your yeah. single that's being released very soon on the 6th of March when your tour starts, isn't it? That's mm. so catchy. Like, I'm actually now singing it along to myself, you know, in the car and walking along. Um, I'm really enjoying that song. Good. Yeah. I mean, that's great. I mean, Impossible, really. Um, it's a bon it's a song about nothing in particular, but I mean it was inspired by John. Uh John's kind of love of man's best friend, dogs. Oh was uh, it? Yeah. Ah, but, 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 that's but what it, it means. But it's it kind of a song about anything you'd like it to be. It's it's just meant to be a positive and happy song. Yeah, and the, the video uh, as well is quite mesmerizing, I think. Yeah. It's got all these I different sort of scenes. I wonder like who put yeah. that together or where your ideas for that came from. Um, that was actually put together by, by somebody called Miles, who, who, who worked for us, and mm. uh, put the video together. It's got uh, a bit of everything, hasn't it? But it's really quite quick, sort of succession of different scenes, yeah. like nature, and then it goes into an urban landscape, and then it sort of goes into sea turtles and rainbows. There's all sorts going on, really, isn't there? And American well, scenes. I, I, I see, the thing is, I, I personally like a bit of ambiguity. I mean, when I was doing the cutting crew thing, we used to have songs. Yeah. And then, and then we, we really didn't, always like doing videos because the thing is when you have a song people listen to it they have an idea in their mind's eye or it becomes something personal to them or it, 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 if it's an ambiguous kind of thing like impossible yeah and then as soon as you do a video 
Uh, yes, what you you're might. actually saying to people mm. is, well, actually, this is how it is. Yeah, this is what it's about, and you have to read into yeah. it in that way. Uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's really nice to then find your own way when you listen so, to it. So with, with a video like you have with, yeah. with Impossible, yeah. it's, it's got still got that ambiguity about mm. it that you don't really quite know um, what it's about. But like I say, it's just meant to be a happy, uh, positive song, um, something that we, we thought we'd get out. I mean, basically... We've all got day jobs. John plays with Bonnie Tyler, yeah. um, and our, our bassist and guitarist work with different bands. I do my thing as well. Yeah. And um, we come together and we and we do we do gigs and we make music. I bet you have Great. a jolly good time as well. You all seem like good friends as well. You know, you really enjoy well, the process. Well, that's really important because if you don't enjoy that, then you may as well just not do it. I mean, there's no pressure on us to actually. No do anything but but the music we do more and more people seem to like you've got such a good fan base as well haven't you they really enjoy what you do you've there's that live album where you know people are just loving it you've got you know diehard fans didn't people didn't you manage to um get your um cardington album funded via the pledge music campaign we did yeah actually incredible it was funded within 48 hours. See, that's, so that really goes to show the love. You've got a lot of love out there, haven't you, for you but to get yeah, that done. I mean, I mean yeah, that's it, pretty impressive. It, it is impressive. Money's very tight with record companies. Yeah. God, I mean, the days when they used to splash out thousands and thousands of pounds. Mm. Um, <clears throat> um, just to keep it all in house, it's actually really great because we have control over everything. Yeah, that's good. And, um, and it, it just makes for a, a nicer recipe Wonderful. Uh, as well. We yeah. don't have the pressure. Um, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, we have a recording studio where we, we, we go and work, and um, we're, we're very lucky. Mm. Well, you've had some rave reviews as well, haven't you? And you're nominated by Prog Magazine for Best Album and Best Band for 2018. That's pretty cool, isn't it? And um, I think Prog Planet said that you have wonderful vocal harmonies in the band, superb arrangements, lavish melodies, excellent guitaring, solid bass, and drum foundations, solid drum foundations, of course, um, and keyboards deluxe and John's fine lead vocals. I mean, you know, you have some uh, outstanding reviews from lots of different um, platforms as well. So it's nice when that happens because obviously uh, with this being something that we do in our spare time, as musicians, you don't really get much spare time. No. So any time that we have to put into this, yeah, um, it, it's it's obviously extremely rewarding. Mm, and it's definitely being recognised, isn't it? You know, it really is. So yeah. that's fantastic. I must ask you about your name now. On the first album, you're down as Martin Beadle, and then of right. course, then from here on in, it says Frosty, and I think that yeah. why are you called Frosty? <laughs> well, Frosty goes back to the QE2 days. Does it? Ah, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Have you got a story you can tell me about why you called that? <laughs> Is well, that allowed? Yeah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> no, I can't. It's, it's basically down to breakfast cereal, believe it. Oh, <laughs> I used to eat Frosties for breakfast <laughs> on QE2, and uh, oh. the bass player in the band I was working in came up to me and said, oh, you eat a lot of Frosties, so I'll have to call you Frosty. And um, at the QE2, quite a big ship, you know, yeah. 963 feet long, 1,000 crew, 2,000 passengers. But the next day I'm walking around the ship and everybody's going, ah, it's Frosty! Um, I so love I, that story. That's fantastic. <laughs> but when I came 
back to London after three years on the ship, and I tried to get some work. Uh, nobody knew me as Martin Beadle. Then, oh, you mean Frosty? So it was something that I had to adopt, and uh, I've kept ever since. That's uh, good. Thank you for sharing that story. So you're you're touring then very soon. So you've got are. the tour starting yeah. on the day that the single comes out. So sixth of March. You start off in yeah. Swindon. We go to Swindon, Cardiff, Cardiff. Southampton. Brilliant. London, Norwich, uh, uh, Undo, <laughs> um, and, uh, and Southend. Awesome. That sounds really good. And then you've got a festival as well. That's right, the Fusion Festival. Yeah, the Fusion Festival. And then after that, this yeah. is most exciting to me. You're, you're cruising, aren't you? The cruise to That's the edge. Right. So at the end of the month, yeah. And that is a progressive cruise. And, oh, uh, what fun. It's called, it's called Cruise to the Edge, named after uh, Close to the Edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, there's one of the bands on there, and the bands uh, like, um, off the top of my head, Harkon, uh, Pendragon, Gong, some of these bands go back years, Kevder, Marillion. Oh, amazing. Um, and so that's the kind of artist that you get on there, and basically oh, people pay to go on the cruise. Yeah, like a fan cruise. I've been on a fan yeah. cruise before. I'll tell you where I went from. I went from New York to Bermuda and back on a fan cruise with Francis Dunnery. Do you know him? He's played with Hackett before. He was yeah. in um, It Bites. That's right. Yeah. yeah actually, yeah. he was a friend of ours who, who was an airline pilot. He's a very close friend of his. Topham. Yes. Oh, I know Topham. <laughs> well, there you go. You see, small world, particularly it's in that scene. Small world. It we is. Actually, we are actually flying out with Chris Topham. Are oh, you? Yeah. You must give him my best. Oh, many yeah. a brilliant night I've had with Topham um, watching Dunnery play. But those, those cruises are just awesome. And we went on, I think it was called the Norwegian Dawn, whereas your cruise line is the Norwegian Pearl, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah. so it's sort of going to be that kind of vibe, which I just think is really exciting. I bet you have well, so much fun playing. It's very much a party vibe. And, and uh, the people on there are lovely. The bands are great. Um, and it's great because uh, when you're, I mean, basically you, you, you play twice on the cruise uh, and then over the five days and the rest of the time you go around and see all the different bands and catch up with people who you haven't seen. And hopefully, um, I'll get a bit of fun as well. Well, yeah, it sounds wonderful, departing from Miami. Awesome yeah. stuff. Well, do you know what? It's been absolutely brilliant talking to you. Thank you. I feel like I know you now, Frosty. It's brilliant. <laughs> Find out about your name and everything, all the stuff you've been doing. Do you know what? I wish you so much success with this tour. I might try and come out to one of your gigs. Maybe the Oundle one is perhaps closest to us. I might yeah. try and get along to that. And, um, you know, and this single, Impossible, so catchy. So we're going to play that now. Thank you Great. so much. All the very best with your tour. Well, thank you for having me on You're the so welcome. And, and good luck with everything you do. Thank you so much. Bye-bye for now. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.